I was aware of eyes watching me, marking every step, every feint, my every riposte with the sword, thinking, no doubt, I was mad. Or did she wish she were in my place? She had come before to watch me practice against the arms master, saying nothing, sitting quietly on a bench with heavy skirts spilling over her legs. Before, it had not touched me, because I can be deaf and blind when I choose, so focused on the weapons. But this time it did. It reached out and touched me, and held me with a new intensity. In the eyes I saw desperation. It was enough to pierce my concentration, enough to get me killed had it been anything but practice. As it was, Griffin's blade tip slid easily by my guard and lodged itself, but gently, in the buckle of my belt. Dead, he said calmly. On your feet, but dead, and all your royal blood spilling out of those proud Chazuli veins. Ordinarily, I might have cursed him cheerfully, or retorted in kind, or made him try me again, but I did not this time, because of the eyes that watched in such mute, distinct despair. Dead, I agreed, and left him to gape in surprise as I walked past him to the woman. She watched me come in silence, saying nothing with her mouth but screaming with her eyes, green erinish eyes, born of an island kingdom very far from my own, but born into similar circumstances, bound by similar rules. Though foreigners, we were kin. She had married my brother. I would marry hers. Eileen of Erin, now Princess of Homana, looked up at me as I stopped. Standing, we are similar in height. Chesulia taller than other races, but she comes of the House of Eagles, where men are often giants. But she is red-haired to my tawny, green-eyed to my blue, equally outspoken, but without knowing the frustration I so often faced, because we wanted different things. But now she did not stand. She sat solidly on the bench, as if weighted by stone, with both hands clasped over her belly. Looking at her, I knew. "'By all the gods,' I said, "'he has you breeding again.' I had not meant it to come out so boldly, not to Eileen, whom I liked, and whom I preferred not to harm with hasty words. But I am not a person who thinks much before speaking, being ruled by temper and tongue. Inwardly I cursed myself as I saw the flinch in her eyes. And then her chin came up. I saw the line of her jaw harden, that strong Erinish jaw, and knew for all she was wife to the Prince of Hermana, he did not precisely rule her. But then, being Brennan, I knew he would not try. Eileen smiled a little, though one corner curved down crookedly. In Erin, bairns often follow the bedden. Tis the same in Homaner, I think. I glanced over my shoulder at Griffin, do more honour than I gave him, but I was thinking of Eileen, and of things better kept private. You may go, I told him, but come again to-morrow, at the same hour. Briefly, so briefly, there was a glint of something in brown eyes, but hidden instantly. I regretted my tone, but did not know what I might say to lessen the insult, since it was already given. He was far more than servant, being my father's personal arms-master, and therefore in service to a king.
and he owed no service to me since only men are trained in the arts of war. He had agreed to train the Mujah's daughter only because he had lost a wager. In winning it, I had won him, and all that he could teach. He cleaned his sword, sheathed it, bowed to Eileen and left, giving her the courtesy he might have given me, had I been deserving of it, but for now Eileen's welfare was more important than Griffin's feelings.